What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, March 10th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 297. Uh, that's right. I am getting close to 300. How the hell is everybody doing? Um, I hope you guys are well. Sorry, this one is coming out a little, um, late, but I gotta tell you, I am happy to be here doing this show right now. I am happy to be on the ground. I am not gonna lie. My flight back from Arizona was a little rough, uh, for a while. Um, I'm not gonna say panic rough. But it, it like it was really weird what happened, and I will um, I will uh, get into that in a few minutes. Got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show. Uh, my unacceptable, your guys' unacceptables, of course. Uh, a couple of movies to talk about. My annoying dog in the background. Can't put him outside because there's snow. So you guys will be hearing that bullshit th- through the course of this episode. Um, no, I won't do that. I will fucking literally put him out in the snow if it's going to affect, if it's going to affect my episode. Um, I want to talk about Cincinnati. I want to talk about Arizona, um, plugs, the whole deal. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be in your car, at work, exercising at home, smoking a joint, or as the 50 year olds like to say, smoking a doob, smoking a doobie. I love how each generation has different ways of, of, uh, of, you know, talking about weed and the different names, uh, names of the joint. Smoke a doobie, man. Yeah. It's like, all right, that guy's 54. Um, but a lot of stuff to talk about, but first let's, uh, let's get to the plugs. Uh, Verzi effect is, uh, sponsored by city living dog, city living dog services and coach Mike go to CityLivingDog.com for the best Dog trainer there is out there, everybody. That's coming from the Verzi effect. This guy understands dogs. Check him out. Check out his YouTube, amazing YouTube um, clips. Go to City Living Dog on YouTube. You can check out his uh, Facebook Live posts. You can check out um, all kinds of uh, stuff that he does with these dogs. Read stories about the dogs. Read, read about him. It's Coach Mike and City Living Dog. His services are amazing. He's located out in the New England area, but hit him up and tell him uh, the Paul Verzi Effect podcast sent you. Also, All Things Comedy, everybody. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite podcasts. Um, an unlimited supply of funny podcasts, comedy albums, uh, also other video content they're coming out with. So check out allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at all things comedy. Okay, everybody. Um, I was in, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, or I guess you could say, uh, technically, uh, Liberty Township, Ohio. And I was also in, um, Phoenix, Arizona. And the crazy thing is, Phoenix, Arizona yesterday was, I think, 85, 86 degrees, dry, sunny. You know, you just see like the mountains in the background. They got that amazing like red color and the palm trees. And then flying into JFK last night into the wind. And uh, a few hours after I land, you know, it starts snowing. 
and now we have like, I don't know, whatever, three to four inches, been snowing all day, and feels like winter, so, uh, but great times out there, I want to, again, I want to thank everybody who uh, came out to the uh, Cincinnati Funny Bone, the Liberty Township Funny Bone, I should say, thank you for that, uh, also, um, any of my fans that happened to be at the, the show where I opened for Bill Burr, um, Bill Burr sold out six amazing shows out there at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona, which um, was just so amazing to just go on stage and every single show, almost 600 people, standing room only, just packed out, just had such a great time. And uh, so thank you for the uh, kind words about it, working some stuff out and... Um, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, about uh, special. I'd like to make an announcement right now on my show that I will be shooting my debut comedy special May 2nd in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, more details on tickets and all that stuff um, will will uh, come out later, but I will be doing it. I'm really excited. Um, super excited. And uh, thankful to have everybody aboard that that's doing this with me. Uh, also amazing that uh, my buddy Pete Davidson, who's on Saturday Night Live, uh, wants to be the executive producer of the special, and uh, that's happening. So it's uh, really exciting. I'm excited about it. Been working the material, just having a really good time, and uh, I think it'll be something. Uh, hopefully, will be something that um, people like. Um, so, um, anyways, though, I want to get back to. The week. Amazing shows. Some, you know, some drunk people. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the Patreon uh, episode. However, I just, I'm just going to tell you guys now. Some crazy stuff happened where I, I don't know what the guy heard, but some guy was upset. He said, tell Paul Verzi to suck my dick and make sure he sees this comment card. And the comment card said from the show... Paul Verzi, go fuck yourself, you fucking liberal. And I literally, in that set, I believe I said, I'm tired of everybody shitting on Donald Trump. So I don't know what he took with those words. Uh, yeah, I goofed on him a little bit. I goofed on him for, for some of his actions. Of course, I'm a fucking comedian and he's the president. So, you know, I don't know if he took that, but just really hilarious how people weren't even listening, or I should say not not people, that guy, because people love the show and apologize for that guy, but, you know, you're not going to please everybody. But other than that, and amazing people, amazing staff over, the, over at that Liberty uh, Funny Bone, check that out. The GM, Jason Kutash, does an amazing job with his staff, and the club is great. So I think you guys will... Um, We'll love that if you go out to that show. And then again, in Arizona, uh, we did the six shows. We went to see the Celtics play the Suns. Last minute shot. Um, something so funny that happened was we were um, we're at the game and we're sitting there. We're like right on the court. You know, we're right on the court at the Suns game. And um, we look over and there's just a guy giving the officials hell. He's just giving them hell. And we're looking over, and it's like, man, that guy's into this. This guy's fucked. This guy's going in. And we just, he was like, oh, come on. He just was always commenting. So we're looking over, and Bill's like looking over. And Bill always has the look when he sees somebody, you know, doing that. Like, 
you know, fuck this guy. But he, he didn't, he was just kind of looking. And before he could even get mad, I go, relax, dude. He just starts smiling. And he goes, what? And I go, that, I think that's the owner. And it was, it was the owner of the Phoenix Suns and his wife. And they were so cool. And uh, Bill tweeted something and the son follows Bill. So they knew that Bill was sitting there. Afterwards, wife comes up. It's like, oh, my son's a huge fan. Long story short, the owners of the Phoenix Suns were at the uh, show we did uh, at the at the Wednesday, first show Wednesday, and they just couldn't have been nicer people. Amazing. Uh, amazingly nice people. And, uh, you know, hey, they were laughing at my shit, and it was cool. <laughs> it's cool to see billionaires, you know, or whatever, just laughing at your shit. They're just, just down-to-earth cool people, and um, they had a really good time. So that was uh, really cool. And then... Uh, last night or yesterday, I should say afternoon, I flew back in and, uh, yeah, we're coming, you know, it it was uh, like a 1240 something flight, uh, four hour flight. And it's a two hour time difference because I'm on mountain time. So they're like, oh, you're going to get into JFK around 715, And I'm looking out the window of the plane. Uh, the, the amazing thing about the flight was I had an exit seat on one of those big, big jets. So I had more room than you even have in first class. You know, I didn't have a fucking mimosa or champagne before we took off like I normally would have. But I mean, I was tired anyway from a long week of shows and I just, you know, wanted the, um, I guess comfort, I should say. So I'm sitting in, and there was nobody sitting in the middle. So there was this dude in the window, me in the aisle, nobody sitting in the middle, and all this leg room. So in that sense, it was amazing. And looking out the window before takeoff, I'm like, oh, it's beautiful outside. Nice, should be smooth. Um, Plane takes off. You know, it was a big airplane. Plane takes off. You know, it's going cross country, so it was one of those nice ones. It was actually like the same type of plane we flew to Los Angeles. And... uh, you know, taking off and everything is good. And then I'd say like 45 minutes into the flight, maybe an hour into the flight, I start nodding off. And every time I started to get comfortable and nod off, there'd be bad turbulence and it just wake me up. So now one of them was like really kind of, and like, you know, the back of the plane, I was sitting behind the wings. So like the back of the plane was just all over the sky and it were just like, you know, turbulence and windy. And then it got to the point where the plane was just literally shaking, like in a movie, just shaking, just shaking back and forth. And I'm looking out and I see the wings like really fucking bending and shit, like going up and down. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like, fuck, man, like, you know, I got to deal with this shit. I just want to get home. I haven't seen my kids in a week. I got gifts for my kids. The whole fucking deal And I'm just sitting there going, this sucks. And I'm getting pissed at the pilots and shit. I'm like, can you go up or down at all? Can you go up? Can you find a clear, can you try something? Fucking try something. And they're like, oh, sorry, you know, we're going to have to deal with this the next 10 minutes. And it just was constant. It was fucking constant. And I'm not trying to sound like a, you know, I'm just saying like, it was just, it was just so much like turbulence for so long that you get annoyed. And then the craziest thing happened. This was actually weird. And and I don't even know, and it's not in my head, 
I, this happened, and I was like, holy shit, this is actually bizarre what was going on. Um, I started to go through movies. And I'm like, all right, let me watch. You know, I went through all their movies. They had a bunch of different movies on there. And I'm like, what should I watch? And um, I started to watch some movies. And then just the beginnings weren't weren't going the way I wanted them to go. And I only had like two hours left in the flight. So I came across that movie, The Shallows. And it's with uh, Blake... Li- What's her name? Blake Lively or whatever? The blonde, the blonde uh, actress who is, uh, she was in, what was she in? She was in, uh, was she in the town? Yeah, she was in the town. She was also in, uh, she's in a few things, uh, Blake Lively. But anyways, so she um, is a surfer. She goes surfing. Long story short, there's like a whale carcass in the water, and this great white makes his way over there and is basically just, harassing the waters near her and she's stranded on like a fucking buoy and a rock while this thing is just fucking hunting and killing shit and like knowing she's bleeding and I'm watching it and I'm like all right let me just kill time with this and I swear to god every single time I got like scared or nervous or the shark was coming the fucking plane shook and it was almost like I was in a in a movie simulator it was fucking bizarre, man. And then when things calmed down with the plane, it was calm in the movie. I'm not even kidding. It just kept happening. So now, and people are like, why? I'm sure people, because I had a big screen, the, the screens that that pull up because I was in a, uh, I was in a, an emergency exit. So they're like different, um, different movie uh, screens or different screens, I should say, than if just the ones that are on the back of the seat. These like pull up on an arm and they come in front of you and they're like a little like a little computer uh, computer screen. And like as I'm just watching horror on this fucking movie and the plane shaking and I said to myself, "All right, dude, why are you watching something that's lifting your anxiety level and and you're and you're flying into a fucking windy storm, and the plane is shaking as you're doing. Like it couldn't have been more stress. It's like I'm watching a shark attack somebody who's screaming and bleeding. The music is intense. I got this crazy headphones on, so I'm hearing everything perfectly. And the fucking Delta airplane I'm in is shaking all over the sky while I'm watching it, and I'm worried about that. It was like I'm just a, I don't know a, a glutton for abuse. I'm just, I'm just taking all this shit, and at one point, I just had to close my eyes because of the turbulence, and I'm just going like, you're just like, shit, man, like, why is it, what's happening here? Like, what's gonna happen? It was, you know, it was just like, I don't know, just bizarre. Speaking of bizarre, outside of my house just turned into an absolute fucking windstorm and blizzard right now, and shit is shaking all over my house, holy shit. But anyway, yeah, so it was just weird that it was like in sync with the movie. Obviously, by coincidence, I'm not saying that it was, you know, I'm not saying Delta's up there going, listen, we got a couple people watching the shallows up here, so you guys know what to do, all right? Yeah, every like four and a half minutes, we're going to shake the fuck out of this plane and they're going to be freaked out about the movie. We want them to get the whole movie experience. No, I know that that didn't happen. Just saying it was just bizarre how that, you know, went down. And, um, you know. And Lloydy is barking, I think, probably at the weather. Um, I'm going to do my unacceptable now for you guys. 
My unacceptable is uh, stays on this airplane. I don't know what happened. I had one of the nicest, the nicest flight attendants I have ever had in all the time I've been flying. And I probably fly on 30 flights. I fly, I would say, between 25 and 35 flights probably a year now. And uh, there's been a lot. And even before comedy flights, you know, for going away on vacation, this was the nicest flight attendant ever. And I asked her how long she's been doing it. And she said she's been doing it, I think, for like 40 years. And since we were in the exit row and we're on a big plane, her place to seat, uh, sit down and be strapped in for landing and takeoff was right in front of us. So we're talking to her. And... We're coming down, and we're coming down shaky. The plane is going, and I'm just like, whatever, man. They know what they're doing. You know, we start coming down. We start coming down, and it's dark now, so I'm just waiting to see the runway lights on the side, and I finally see them, and I know we're about to touch down. And then this fucking plane touches down hard, hard, like where everybody kind of jolted. And then we start rolling, and then, you know, you start to hear everything kind of decompress. You hear the engines going, like, you know, when the engines just start to, like, go really, really fast and then slow down because you're on a thing. And we're going for a long time, and I'm going, wow, like, this is this seems long. And then, sure enough, the fucking pilot hits the brakes so hard, and everybody on the plane just leans forward really, really hard. And even the flight attendant, who was there for 40 years, was like, whoa. And she's like, well, at least the brakes work. Absolutely unacceptable, dude. And the way this guy hit the brakes, I'm like, one of these things snaps and we're going to just be sliding down the fucking runway. Pissed me off. I already had to deal with the shitty flight. I already had to deal with turbulence in the sky. I already had to deal with all kinds of shit on this airplane. Or flying into a windstorm. Them getting on saying, oh, hopefully we'll be out of this in 10 minutes. Sorry. Apologizing and shit. All this stuff. And then the plane hits the ground and we're rolling normal. And the guy needs to brake hard because he took too long. It's absolutely unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I'm not talking like, I'm not talking about, oh, that happens sometimes. I know sometimes they break, they break. This dude, this was the heart. This was an issue. This was an issue with the brake. I've been on planes long enough now to know that this thing hit hard was rolling, and then he hit the brakes really fucking hard. And I mean, I know the chances of anything happening to the, to, you know, are, are slim. But still, it's like right when you're down, and then you're f- rolling down, and you're like, wow, we're going pretty fast right now still. It's taking a while. And then the brakes hit hard. You're like, are we sliding? Are we going to go too far? Unacceptable. I didn't need some last lick scary shit. I didn't need some, like, end of the flight scary shit. You know, I would have liked it. You know, let's touch down normal. Let's do it. This dude came in hard. And uh, not going to lie, for a split second, scared the shit out of me. Um, so, look, it is what it is. I'm here. Thank God I'm here. <coughs> um, had gifts I wanted to give my kids, and I'm glad that I'm able to. And I know flying is safe. I'm not trying to sound, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, like, that was my unacceptable was that after all the shit and coming down, it was not a smooth transition down. And then we end up hitting it, you know, ends up hitting the thing pretty hard with the brakes. So uh, that was my unacceptable. Other than that, amazing trip, uh, amazing sushi. 
I had great sushi out there in Phoenix. I had amazing sushi in Cincinnati. Uh, yellowtail. I'm a yellowtail guy. They had some spicy yellowtails. Delicious. Um, went to a Fox's Cigar Lounge. Amazing. In um, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, everybody in Arizona has tattoos. And I realized why. Because it's so hot. Their skin is always exposed. So like, fuck it. Let's just draw on it. That's basically what happened. It, I didn't realize it until, you know, how hot it gets down there. And I'm like, why does everybody here have tattoos everywhere? And they're like, oh, yeah, because they're always half naked. That's probably why. Um, and, uh, you know, it was every everything was a good. The comedy crowds were just so cool, into it, amazing, let you take them on a ride. Really, really cool. So let's uh, let's go to your guys on Acceptables now. And uh, we will talk. Uh, we will talk. Here we go. Uh, this one is from Robert Thompson. Hey, Paul, I would love to hear an episode with you and Forrest Shaw. I had the pleasure of hanging out with him one night in Atlanta with Jim Jeffries, and uh, he smoked uh, all of my cigarettes, but he was such a fucking... Uh, baller that he gave me the address to mail him the picture that we took together and he signed it and then sent it back to my house. One of the nicest comedians I've ever talked to and he almost made me feel like one of the guys. True gentleman. Yeah, uh, I will definitely do that. I will definitely, definitely do that. Uh, here we go. Um, all right, so you added something here, Robert. Uh, Paul, uh, New York is confusing the shit out of me right now. Uh, I'm on fucking Google looking at what fucking airport I should fly into for your special uh, in Boston, and apparently I'm a fucking moron. I don't know what you mean. Uh, I guess my unacceptable is being so ignorant to New York. Can you help an ignorant asshole out here and let me know where to fly in? Uh, well... Bobby, you thank you so much uh, for the for the fact that you would do that. Um, I am shooting my special May second in Brooklyn, and if you're gonna fly into that, I would suggest you fly into John F. Kennedy or LaGuardia, whichever is is easiest. There really, it's not that much, you know. I mean, it's not crazy difference. So that that's where you would fly in for that. And thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, here we go. Shopping cart unacceptable from Levi Wetzel. Hi, Paul. Something I've noticed these past couple of years uh, is that Publix grocery store has their has their female cashiers out in the parking lot getting shopping carts while the guy cashiers and bag boys are inside ringing up customers. I've even noticed this when it gets dark. Maybe I'm just old school. But I think a woman should uh, should be, but I don't think a woman should be out in the parking lot alone getting shopping carts. It's a safety issue for women, and let's face it, guys are stronger uh, and can get more shopping carts in off the parking lot faster. Uh, is this some sort of uh, PC feminist woman equal right thing that Publix is trying to do? I'm just waiting to hear about Publix getting sued because God forbid some female employee got harassed, hurt, or worse, got kidnapped, raped, etc. Totally unacceptable. Get those lazy p- 
pussy ass millennial guy cashiers and their managers out there and to round up those shopping carts with a bunch of prison goons out there waiting to uh, hit on them, hit on them, uh, saying shit like, Hey boy, uh, you're going to be my bitch now. Love the podcast. Come to Pensacola, Florida sometime soon. Well, thank you, uh, Levi. And you know, Hey, these bitches want it equal. Get out there and shovel, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, you know, if they go out there and get the sharpen carts, whatever. You know, I look, I wouldn't want my, you know, let's be honest. We don't want any of our kids out in a fucking parking lot of a, of a grocery store getting getting carts. All right. Uh, but depending on the age and if they need a job, I get it. I'm not trying to be a dick like that. Um, and I hear what you're saying. I really do. I hear what you're saying. But what can you do? You know, it's like, then I could see the complaining the other way. Because that's what people do now. Because everybody's a little fucking, everybody's a little, you know, you know, everybody's a little scared about, well, what if this group feels bad? And what if this group feels this? And what if this group feels that? You know, everybody's got their, their shit. So... Now, all of a sudden, it's only men going out there, and the women are like, oh, what? So I'm just some weakling who's got to stay in here. I can't take care. So who knows? You know, who knows? But I hear what you're saying. Thank you so much for the submission. Uh, uh, Daniel Taylor says, Jim's. Here we go. This was Jim's. The last one was... Shopping cart, and this one is Jim's. Let's see what Daniel says. Here we go. Paul, your rant on naked guys in the locker rooms cracked me up and struck a chord with me. I have been going to gyms since I was a teenager, and it seems that nowadays people who go to gyms don't understand simple gym etiquette. Every time I go to the gym, it seems I can't wait to finish my workout and get the hell out because of the animals that occupy these public gyms. From old men shaving at the sink totally naked to weird dude who doesn't understand personal space in the locker room to a jackass stretching out in the gym uh, uh, right next to the machine I'm on to the jerk sitting at a machine I want to get on uh, staring at his phone. It drives me nuts. Why do people need their phones in the gym? I get it. Everybody is attracted to their phones. But the gym is one place you shouldn't have your damn phone out. Lift your weights and get out of the fucking way for the next guy. I could go on for days about these morons. Judgment free zone my ass. I'm judging all you idiots. Lock them in a cage. Rock on, Paul. Dan Taylor in Vermont. I like it, Danny. I like it. Good for you. You know? I'll tell you what, I was in an amazing hotel in Phoenix and their uh, fitness center, you know, I asked for a steam room. I love to steam, you know, but I'm not walking around my dick out. I'm just not. I'm not walking around just some dude walking around with my dick and balls out. Just, you know what I mean? Like, no, I put on a, uh, you know, a bathing suit or I'll take a towel. And if I am naked under my, you know, if I, if I just have a towel on, I make sure the towel is covering up my shit because I, you know, it's just ridiculous. 
you know, so I'm with you on that 100%. I'm with you on the whole thing. But we went to this thing, and it just was like, it's way too crowded. I don't know. Gyms, I like to use, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm spoiled and I'm, I go to nice hotels. But I like to use the facilities that the hotel provides for guests only in an expensive hotel. Because then there's not too many people in the steam. The bathroom isn't so public. You know, I just went to this one, and it was just gross, man. It was just gross. Just everybody, you know, like some old man tiptoed naked into the steam and I just literally fucking did a beeline away. I turned away and I left, you know. I don't understand how you're so free being naked like that. Like that's, there's something weird to me, you know. So I get you 100%. It's like, yeah, do what you got to do and leave. All right, here we go. Potential unacceptable. I don't know if I ever had this one before. This is from Ryan Appel. Let's see, Paul. Not sure if you listened to Bill's podcast this week when he was trashing you in your shoes, but it would be really unacceptable if you didn't have any kind of comeback for him. Nothing better than amenities. Well, Ryan, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay? And here's the rebut for Bill fucking Burr, who I love. He's an older brother. He's a mentor. But he blew up my Twitter by going at me. Okay? You know, Ryan, I'm glad you brought this up. And I want you guys to go back to him. Okay? And again, I love Bill. Bill is a mentor. He's my son's godfather. Uh, And all that beautiful, good, mushy stuff. Okay? But fuck that. And fuck you who laughed at what he said. It's bullshit. Okay? I was wearing black and gold Jordan 1s. People at the fucking hotel were going, dude, that's, those are sick. People at the comedy club were going, those are fresh-ass Nikes you got on. Come on, okay? Bill's get, you know, Bill, Bill gets more simple shoes. I get it. It's a generation thing. He's a little older. And this whole idea that I get enamored by everything that's great. It's like, yeah, maybe I address it. Maybe I'm enjoying my fucking life. So for all you people out there who laughed and said this and that, you know who you are. And I know some of you guys are fans of mine and you're cool and it's just a joke. But let's be honest. I enjoy shit. Okay? I enjoy life. So yeah, that's who I am. You know, so yeah, I'll say, you know, and he even admitted, he's like, dude, I just exaggerated it. He admitted that he fucking exaggerated. Of course he did. Okay? But yes, if I bite a sandwich that's delicious, I'll be like, is anything better than a good sandwich on a Saturday afternoon? And I'm proud of it, you know? I never met a guy, I love Bill, but that I never met a guy who, who likes un, being uncomfortable more than him. God forbid things are right, you know? God forbid things are right, you know? If, if I'm eating a really good, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry I like steak, everybody, sorry. Sorry I enjoy a steak and I'm going to state it when I take a bite. Sorry I like to be comfortable. How dare I? Oh my God. I love a blowjob. Oh my God. You know what? Yeah. Shame on me. I like steaks and blowjobs and and, and to be comfortable and to enjoy my family and I like good food and the holidays. How dare I enjoy that and state it? Give me a fucking break. All right? And for any of you people that saw the Jordan ones that I was wearing, the black and gold ones, and didn't like it, you're out of your fucking mind, okay? You don't even have to be a sneakerhead. I'm not a sneakerhead. I don't like all kinds of Jordans, okay? I like like four pairs of his fucking up to whatever number, 20-something now. I like like four of them, maybe five, and I don't wear them a lot. The Jordan ones in all black with a little gold trim are crazy. 
period. And yes, it is a joke. So when you got a doper pair of kicks, come at me with them. How about that? That goes for everybody. All of uh, you got me fired up here, Ryan. Don't worry. Me and Bill are going to do a podcast together, and I'm going to rebut. We're going to have that argument for real so you guys could hear it. That's what we're trying to do. Here we go. Um, Jose Maris Afra from Glendale, California. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Bill Burr this week bagging on the Paul Bursey way of life from Jordans to sweatpants to amenities and luxuries. It was hilarious. However, and if you haven't heard yet, he's calling you out to come back on his podcast. I cannot wait. Well, I will be on his podcast and you're damn right. I like some Jordans and you're damn right. I like amenities. And when I'm home after traveling, making these animals all over the country left, you're damn right. I like to put on some sweatpants. You're damn right. I like luxury shit. I do. I do. You want to call me a prima donna? Fine. Call me a prima donna. Do I like a five-star hotel? Yes. Do I like the steam rooms? Yes. You know, do I like robes and slippers even though I don't wear them? Yes, because I like the gesture. I like amenities. I like a little wet bar in my hotel room. A little wet bar. That's what I like. Okay? I like some food delivered to my anytime I want. In the middle of the night, in the morning, at whatever. Yes. I do. I do. And I will go back on, I will go on. And Bill knows. You, you can't argue the shit I like. He's making fun of the fact that I state it and that I enjoy it, okay? I'm the type of guy that jumps into a pool when it's 99 degrees and the temperature is awesome and I just go, oh my God, this is incredible. How great is this? Yes, I state it, okay? I I enjoy life. I enjoy life. Let's go to the next one here. Uh... Let's see here. Who else do we got? Drew Stein. Got an acceptable slash unacceptable from Drew Stein. Drew Stein says, Dear Paul, a quick acceptable slash unacceptable thing happened to me tonight. I was headed to see your Saturday early show at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati. And as I was getting ready to leave, I couldn't find my wallet. I searched my room and my car frantically, but couldn't seem to find it. And if you look on the Funny Bones website, it reiterates multiple times that all shows are 21 plus. So I was forced with the decision uh, and uh, and took a leap of faith. I just went with no ID. Now I'm exactly 21 years old. So I thought for sure they'd uh, they'd turn their back on me. The club could not have been cooler. I gave them my ticket, uh, and they walked me right down to the front, which was very acceptable. Uh, The unacceptable part was when I yelled, fuck Cleveland, and those hillbilly animals with 14 and a half beers uh, split between the two of them. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Fuck those guys. You killed it, Paul. I'm sorry for yelling out, and thanks for coming to my backyard to do a show that place is like five-minute drive from my house. Sincerely, Drew 
Stein. Well, dude, I had a great time. Uh, yeah, the guy, listen, the, the guy in the front, I just had to, you know, the funniest thing though, I scolded the guy. I had to be like, dude, what are you doing? Shut the fuck. And then they were like mad. That That's what bothered me. It's like, you got a bucket of beers. You're being loud, taking out your bucket of beers. We're in a beautiful club right now. All right. Got an even, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Guy was hammered. He was like falling asleep on and off. He was that drunk. He was swaying back and forth. I called him out on his shit. And then when I asked the crowd, is everybody having a good time? He's like, well, we were. And it's like, oh, really? I'm sorry, you big fucking toddler. Did I just have to yell at you and call you out on your fucking really, really inconsiderate bullshit while there's a live performer on stage and people that paid that you're, are, you're disrupting? Did I really? I'm sorry if I had to call you out on that. And now you're pouting like a big toddler who got put in a timeout and you don't like it anymore. Go fuck yourself. Thank you so much for coming out to the show, man. I had a great time. Uh, Saturday night, I really loved both shows. I really had a good time on both shows. Um, I didn't have to deal with as much on the second one. Uh, but, you know, I like it now. You know, now I've been doing it long enough where, like, if somebody's drunk or I get into it, I like it a little bit, have a little fun with it. it you know, that is just part of, it's part of the job. So um, I'm glad that they let you in. I'm glad that you didn't miss the show. And uh, hopefully I'll see you next time. And come up and say hi next time, man, if I'm up there. Or whatever. Definitely come out and uh, say, you know, say hi uh, for sure. But thank you again. Uh, let's see where we are on time. Okay, we're about 37 minutes in. So, all right, so we got about half a show left. Half a show left. Got some stuff to talk about, man. I saw a couple of movies. Uh, but let me just make sure here with the uh, unacceptables that I, that I got all of these unacceptables um, out. And thank you guys so much for submitting your unacceptables. If you would like to submit your unacceptable to my show, submit to unacceptables for TVE. That's unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. I will shout out your Twitter feed and your unacceptable. And uh, I would uh, love to hear from you. Always loving, um, you know, the. Uh, diehard listeners of course but always loving the new uh, the new listeners who submit for the first time so please send those in and uh let's let's uh let's get you on here man especially if you're listening and don't worry if you think oh you know because some people are like man i want to send it in i didn't want you to think it was stupid nothing is stupid if it's unacceptable all right there's nothing stupid if it's unacceptable you could tell me Anything that's unacceptable that you have like an honest feeling of why it's unacceptable, I'm going to read and understand it because everybody's unacceptables are are unique to them. Um, so here we go. This one is Mark Davenport at Dport Mark 23. And he says, unacceptable at Walmart for your toilets uh, showering my asshole, Jesus, before I was <laughs> finished going poo. I love how you used poo to substitute shit, yet you talked about your asshole earlier. That's my favorite part of the unacceptable. Um, yeah, man, that's a rough one. Having to shit in Walmart is rough, dude. I actually had to go at the airport. I went at the airport, and I was so afraid of some fucking goblin putting his eye in the crack like that happened to me before. So I just didn't care, but I was like, look, I'm about to get on a four-hour flight, and I'm exhausted, and I really don't want to shit on an airplane, you know, because I think, I, I don't know if I told the story. My dad told me this story. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, 
And ever since then, I'm just, I was always be, I would always be afraid to shit on an airplane. My mother and father were going to Jamaica and the plane got so bad that lights started going on and off and dishes. And forgive me if I said, if I told this story, but if I told this story, it would have been literally years and years ago on the show. So my dad and mom are going to Jamaica and the plane is just shaking and they they hear plates are breaking and falling and like it's it's bad and they're sitting there like holy shit like what what's going on right now and apparently a guy was on the toilet shitting and the uh <laughs> the turbulence got so bad that he flew off the bowl and his head hit the fucking ceiling of the bathroom and knocked him out cold so like his shit was all over, like just splattered all over the bathroom. He's out cold, bare ass. They had to find him and like they like woke him up and shit. But like that's <laughs> that is arguably the greatest slash biggest nightmare shit story. Could you imagine being on an airplane and you got a shit so bad that you're shitting during one of the worst turbulence? You hear plates breaking and you're shitting. And then the next thing you know, you wake up because you're unconscious because your head hit the ceiling. So you're just sitting there along, probably kind of like, holy shit, man, I can't believe there's a boof. And you're just shits everywhere. You're laying face down. Your ass is out. They're dragging you out like you just got punched in the face by Rocky. You know, you're getting back to your seat, holding your <laughs> holding your head. Uh, people are holding their fucking shirts over their nose because it smells like your shit everywhere. If that's not the funniest, most hilarious visual, oh my God, dude. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't, that's not the only reason I don't do it on a plane. You don't want to do that on a plane. You don't want to go in there. You know, you don't want to just go in there and I wouldn't want to do that. So, uh, I did, I did go to the bathroom at the airport and, uh, luckily I have to say, oddly, everything worked out pretty well. It was pretty it was just like, a, it was like a hitman. It was like a sniper hitman shit, you know? Go in, hopefully there's no issues. Clean the, the bowl real quick, you know? You know me, I gotta have the bowl padded up, you know, and, and did it. But yeah, it was nice, you know? It was, it was, it's just nice when it's easy, you know? An easy shit's incredible, right? It's just like you get it out, nice. Just you know, like a no wiper. You know the no wipers? Or like, the you know, just one or two just insurance wipes, but everything is nice. Ass is still nice. Those are the best. Uh, all right. I uh, I got to keep going here. Let's see. All right. So that that's it with the unacceptables then. So thank you. I think, yeah, because we were, yeah, all right. So that's it. Um, also, guys, the Patreon is doing very, very well. And um, thank you guys so much for it. I'm going to be putting up another, another, an extra one. This week, uh, with some interviews and some pictures, and you know, uh, more and you know, more, just more announcements and stuff like that for the subscribers. But thank you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying the extra content, and uh, more is coming this week, definitely. So thank you so much again. All right, let's see what else do we have to talk about. I saw the movie Get Out. I talked about it on Patreon, but I'll talk about it here too. Get Out was insane, man. Jordan Peele, just what an unbelievable story. Um, just about a 
black dude dating a white girl. He goes to meet the family. He's nervous. And then as things keep happening and happening, it gets terrifying. And then you find out the sick twist. It's got suspense. It's got some really funny moments. Uh, comedian Little Rel, man, really, really killed it in that movie. It was great, great job. Um, but yeah, I can't say anything other than you think about it after you watch it. You're like, oh my God, that's why that happened. Just the the everything. I thought the cinematography was good. I just really feel like everything um, about the movie hit for me. Uh, no, it's not racist. It's not against white people. It's a great story. The guy that made it is half white. The guy that made it is married to a white woman. So it's like, no, he's probably gonna have white kids. So I don't think that. I think he just has a sick, amazing story with a crazy twist. And uh, there, yeah, there's some evil shit that happens in it. And there's some really funny stuff and suspenseful stuff and really good screenplay thought. It's thought out so crazy. Um, I, I think it's a home run. So I would, I would say go see it. Um, and don't watch the movie Shallows. Don't watch the movie The Shallows, um, you know, on an airplane that you're going to fly into a windstorm. It was bizarre. It really was weird. Um, what else did I see when I was out there? I was going to see, uh, you know, I'm not into like, I'm just, I don't understand how, and I'm not trying to be a dick here, but, and, and honestly, like I know some people are going to, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, how are you as a grown adult still content going to see any sort of superhero movies? How are you content going to see? I'm, I'm not saying you're not going to watch it on DVD. I'm not saying you're not going to watch it on, you know, if it comes on cable or if you're just sitting around the house on a sick day or a snow day or whatever and just watch it because it's there. But I don't understand how grown adults are going out to see more X-Men movie, are going out to see more more superhero movies paying and just being like, it's like, is it, is it ever the same to you? Or, or is it always different to you? Like, how? Oh, no, but what they did with that one was his daughter's in this one, so maybe what the daughter's gonna, you're gonna finally see, a, and it's a prequel, like, how it came, and, and you're gonna do this, and it's like, I, I just at one point, are you just saying, I'm being taken advantage of to give $20 to the same company again because they know I'm gonna keep coming? At what point does that shit ever happen? Because I just don't understand it. Like, I don't want to see, yeah, I don't want to see a dog's purpose, okay? You know what? I have dog. I know what a fucking dog's purpose is. It's to annoy the shit out of you, and then you realize when it's sleeping, you love it. That's what a dog's purpose is, all right? I don't need to see Dennis Quaid running around with a fucking dog trying to find his way back. I don't need to see it, all right? I don't need to see Logan, and they try to insult your intelligence by not calling it an X-Men movie or a Wolverine movie. So they call it Logan because that's what his name was beforehand. So it's, and I'm sure it was good. No, Paul's actually really good. You should really see it. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. So I didn't want to see that. I wanted to see that movie Split, M. Night Shyamalan movie Split. But that was out of theater, so I couldn't do that. Um, so I don't know. I wanted to go out tonight to dinner with my wife. Uh, but I don't know what movie to take her to see. What movie do you take your wife to see? I don't want to see Get Out again. You know. Um, I don't know. My mother-in-law is coming over tonight to what to uh, watch the kids so uh, we can go out. 
Uh, well, she's probably just coming over tonight, and then they're using that as an excuse for why I shouldn't be annoyed by it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, my wife's going to hear that. Go, you know, my mom does a lot. Yeah, I know. I know she does a lot. Um, I'm actually going to gotta wrap this podcast up soon because my neighbor, shout out to my neighbor, Susan. Susan, I know you're probably going to listen to this. I hope you listen to this. My neighbor, Susan, is super cool. She's a fan of comedy. Uh, well, I think she's a fan of comedy a little more now. Um, but she is um, so awesome, and she helps out. My kids are actually with her right now. So while I'm yelling and ranting about shit, my neighbor is gonna, who's listening to this is, is helping watch my, my kids. Because um, if her son came over here, I wasn't going to be able to do this. But I didn't care. I would have done it later. Um, so you can thank my neighbor Susan for me getting this one out. Um, either she either likes it, she listens to it, or she's probably Susan. You you know you probably do. She's probably like my neighbor who's a comedian. Yeah, he's out of his fucking mind. All right, he's out of his mind, and I listen to him rant for an hour a week on his podcast, and he's fucking nuts. Um, so I'm gonna take his kids anytime I can to make them not be like that. <laughs> Uh, no, no, thank you so much. It's, it's so nice having cool neighbors, you know, having cool neighbors that you get along with. I mean, except my one neighbor wants to kill me. He wants to shoot me after, um, my 4th of July party, but whatever. I don't know if that's ever going to be reconciled. My friends are telling me the firework display was so big and over the top that he kind of understands why the guy would want to kill me. Uh, I probably should have invited the guy over, but no, he was like cleaning up debris. I look, I didn't realize what the shit was going to do. I didn't. I didn't realize that it was going to be... I didn't realize that the explosions that high in the air were going to be all over this man's deck and patio and backyard. I didn't. But now that he threatened to shoot me, it's something that's like, kind of, fuck it then. Like, I didn't know, dude. You know, you could have just said, hey, man, can you? I would have fucking came over and helped. You know, if you would have just said, Paul, do you mind helping out? Like, yeah, I would have been like, oh, of course, I'm sorry. And I did apologize to the guy. So... I don't know then. Maybe so. Maybe my neighbor situation isn't that great. I have, I have three neighbors that I really, really like a lot. Like I love my neighbors, the three of them. And then I have one that wants to shoot me. So does the one that wants to shoot me? Does that balance out maybe two of the other ones? So if somebody says, Paul, how's your neighbor situation? I guess I'd have to say, ah, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. Like if it wasn't for um, a few of them, it would. I guess. Well, if I didn't get along with, like, two other ones of my neighbors and the one directly next to me wants to shoot me, then I would say it's horrific. It's really bad. But, no, that's not the case. Um, all right, so we did some movies. We talked about... We talked about um, Get Out and that movie, The Shallows, which was kind of silly when you watch it, too. Like, it, it's like, you know... I just don't like the shark movies where, like, the shark has a vendetta against, you know... Like, I, I know at the end of the day when a shark smells blood and stuff like that, but I just, like, the fact that it was, like, circle around and when she did something, like, come back more pissed, I just don't feel like it would be like that. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like a shark is like, ah, man, this bitch is bleeding on the rock. I'm just gonna, I don't, I don't know if I, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. That's the other thing. People like animals, animal people, like, make up what they think the animal's thinking. You know, a buddy of mine's like, yeah, the dog trainer said the dog was feeling this today. And, and, you know, and then the dog thanked him for this today. And I'm like, look, at the end of the day, the dog, I mean, is a dog thanking you? I, look, I'm not trying to be a dick here. 
But let's be honest. Dog trainers, animal people, especially when you give your animal to them, they're going to want to gear it towards you liking it and feeling better about it, right? If you go to like a medium, you know, and they start talking to you about somebody that had passed away and they're like, yeah, he's talking to me about you. I, I think it's going to be like, it's going to be hard for them to be like, yeah, they, they, they said you were kind of a dickhead. You know, they said like, to be honest, like they thought you were a bad cook and a dickhead. And the one thing they're glad about not like existing anymore is that they don't have to see you at fucking parties or eat your food. Like that's not going to happen. Oh my God. I got to write that. That's fuck. I got to write that down. Uh, mediums have to lie. Uh, yeah, they would never like tell you anything bad. <laughs> um, so I think that that's what the animal people do. You know, I do like, I don't think we know. And I was on a, an amazing uh, dog podcast and I asked and I said, like when I'm hugging Lloyd, and I'm petting him and I'm hugging him and I'm telling him I love him and he's a good boy and stuff. Does he know it's love? Does he think it's happiness in that moment? Does he know it's an emotional connection? And the guy who's actually like like knows the science of dogs goes, no, cognitively they don't know. They don't know. They know something nice is happening at the moment. They know that you like maybe have a feeling for them and I'm sure they'd have a love and a feeling for you. But they don't exactly know. You know, like, I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I think some people read into it a little too much. And I think some people are um, full of shit, is what I think. Um, but anyway, let's move on to uh, sports. Got some sports stuff, and then we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, the New York Football Giants, everybody, picked up Brandon Marshall from the Jets. And I think it's a great move. I really think it's a great move. I think it's a great move for a couple of reasons. One, because I think he'd be more productive than Victor Cruz uh, at this stage of their careers, um, especially with Victor's injuries. And you hate to see Victor go, but Brandon Marshall, another reason I like him, he's a big body. We don't have that big body. Eli loves a guy he could throw the ball up to. Now we could throw it up to Brandon Marshall. I think that that's a really, really good. I think that that's a really good look for us, especially having ODB on the other side of the field. Now you're gonna have a big body like Brandon Marshall's that Eli could throw to makes the offense better. Let's see if we could continue to, uh, you know, keep all of our defensive players and get the offensive line a little better. And I think we're gonna be. Uh, I think we'll be a force. I think we'll be a force to be reckoned with next year. So I love what the Giants did there. And, um, I think that's, I mean, that's pretty much it with the, with football because, uh, I don't, I didn't see any other moves. I know the Cowboys got rid of Tony Romo, which is actually bizarre to even say, but the Cowboys got rid of Romo. I think the 49ers are looking to get cousins. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Terrell Pryor, uh, from the Browns signs a one year deal with the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins, another thing I saw, the Redskins got rid of RG3. What a fuck, what an unbelievable, like, disappointing career this is going for uh, RG3, man. After starting out there, he got hurt. That's brutal. Um, and that's, is that it? Yeah, that's it. I think that that's all that's happened. 
says Brock Osweiler, uh, why the Brock Osweiler trade is perfectly legal. What does that mean? I guess, did Brock Osweiler go somewhere? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see. But more stuff is going to come for sure. So uh, when I know more, you guys will know more. Uh, a, uh, the ACC tournament's going on, and I'm liking it tonight. Duke and UNC, and Daddy doesn't have to work. That's right. As you could hear, I'm getting a little sick. I'm going to take a little medicine, sit down, watch a little college basketball, enjoy myself, put my feet up, and I'm going to pull my dick out like it's a steam room. No, I won't do that. Um, but I, I, there's a lot of stuff to watch here. I'm just, I just got silent for a second cause I, I don't hear my dog. And when you don't hear your dog, it's like not hearing your kids. Something's going down. Something is going down. Um, oh, they're saying maybe Jay Cutler to the Jets. That'd be interesting. Um, but I just care about what the Giants do. I hope the Giants keep everything, uh, everybody in, intact, everybody the same. And, uh, you know, go out there and go out there and get us back into the Super Bowl. I think Eli's got one more run in him. What's going on with the Knicks, everybody? What could be going on with the Knicks? Do the Knicks play tonight? I don't know. And that lets you know how their season's doing. Because I'm tired. I am tired. Being a Knicks fan, it's like loving somebody that just keeps going in and out of alcoholism and you just don't know if you could ever trust them. You're like, I don't know. He's having a good week, I guess. I just, I, I mean, who knows? I, I think he's going out next week, so he's probably going to fuck that up. And that's like the West Coast road trip. Like, yeah, I I mean, I, I love him. Look, I love him, okay? I love him, and I love him with all my heart. I'm always going to love him. But, like, you know, sometimes you just have to let him go. <laughs> it's really like talking like that. It's so ridiculous how fucking bad it is. Like, Why? Why am I going through this shit with this with the this team? Um so that's pretty much it on sports everybody. I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing rumblings that this new young uh New York Yankee team coming is going to be dope. I'm hearing that the young Yankees are really building for the future and they got some really good young prospects. That's right. So hopefully Hopefully, we can hear the Met fan talk a little shit like they love to do. Oh, nobody loves talking shit like a Met fan early in the season. Met fans talk shit. And they hate the evil empire, the Yankees. They hate us because of our history. What do they say? What's that saying? Don't. Yeah, they hate us because they ain't us. Is that what they say? That's right. The Mets hate us because they ain't us. Sorry, people from Queens. But here's the deal. Here's what the Met fan does. I figured this out. The Met fan gets really excited, a little overzealous. You know, they make the playoffs. So this is going to be this year, this year. Then they get, you know, then they get disappointed and they lose. And then they, they come back as if they're going to be the same. And the Yankees are the second class citizen. And the Yankees are young now. And there's no more Jeter. And there's no more Mariano. And, you know, the empire is over. But then the Yankees start, the Yankees have a good manager. They start to play. They start to bring up these players. And we're going to end up doing something maybe even more than the Mets. And the only reason, it's all of my Met fan friend, my friends who are Met fans growing up. It's all their fault while I have the, why I have the animosity. The over-hatred for the Yankees is why watching your Mets suffer for me is like watching... 
is like watching like a, a really left, left, left wing liberal cry. There's just something about like a, like a left journalist crying that just brings me joy. And that's kind of the same thing with the, with the Mets. A little bit with the Jets. Because the Jets hate the Giants too. But let's be perfectly clear here, everybody. Okay? While I have the floor for another couple of minutes, let's be perfectly clear about one thing and one thing only. I want you all to know this. And, it, and, and I'm sure you do. Okay, I'm sure you, I'm sure I don't need to reiterate this, but, uh, you know, I just have to say this just to maybe make myself feel better. I don't know. You know, the second class citizens are in this, in this New York sports market. Okay. You know that when it comes to winning, when it comes to history, when it comes to legacies, We're talking New York Yankees baseball. Period. When it comes to Super Bowls, when it comes to Super Bowl MVPs, quarterbacks, we're talking New York Giants. Get your shit together, Jets and Mets. And do yourselves a favor. Don't talk shit in the offseason and don't talk shit early on. See what happens and let it unfold because you have not won enough yet to do so. Oh, I'm just getting a little started before it starts, you know? Just start to plant the little shit-talking seed in. You know, me and my boy and his friends will be out, we'll be at the stadium. We'll be at the stadium for sure. Um, all right, I'm getting sick, and I know I need I owe you guys this podcast. I'm getting sicker as I do it. So let me just get to the plugs. Um, as far as plugs, guys, I will be, I have a couple of cool ones coming up. Did I, I literally just got sick during this thing. This sucks. Okay. Um, I will be at the stand a lot in March working on my act. I will be at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, guys. I'm going to Long Island, Levittown. Friday, 7 and, uh, wait a minute, what? Uh, Friday, I'm sorry, Friday, March 31st, and Saturday at 9.30 on April 1st. That is Governor's Comedy Club. If you're in the New York area, or I should say the Long Island area, come out to Levittown. I'll be at Governor's. I also, um... In May, late May, I will be at the Punchline in Atlanta from the 18th to the 21st. So I'll be out there. And uh, some other stuff coming up at New York Comedy Club, Stand Up New York, Dangerfields, all that stuff. More dates are being added on. And it looks like I will be going back to Arizona before I shoot my special May 2nd. Guys, um, hold the date. I know it's during the week. Um, You know, I'm doing... I'm shooting my special. Uh, as far as ticket information and all that, I'll let you guys know. It will be in Brooklyn, and it will be on uh, May 2nd in Brooklyn. So uh, I'm excited about it, and uh, I'm going to be working on it uh, up until that point. Uh, also, for more podcast content, go to Patreon. There's all different kinds of um, you know packages that you could get, but you know check it out. People are buying it. It's growing. 
and uh, it's the people that want the extra content and the extra um, extra interviews. So if you want to hear me and another comedian shoot the shit or just get more of this content um, one to two more times a week, and I'm going to balance those out, by the way. So if one week I only do one extra podcast, I'm going to come back the next week with two. All right, or do my damnedest to do that. But, you know, you're always going to get more content and all that stuff. So I'm working on that. So well, thank you, guys. Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Uh, next podcast is uh, 298, so 3 to the 300. Uh, looking forward to it. Thank you, guys, for listening. And until next time, I am out of here, and I will be healthier, hopefully. Thank you.